You're listening to Kickin' the Panties, your weekly motivational podcast to help you get unstuck, recommitted, or newly engaged in a life worth living. I'm Becca, entrepreneur and mother of two. And I'm Carol, your dating and relationship coach. Are you ready for a swift kick in the panties? Dear Panty Kickers, I've been meaning to write for some time. I am so enjoying your podcast, and I love that you and Carol are drawing the distinction between what can be the really idealistic realm of motivation and self-improvement and the incremental reality of living life day to day. First of all, I just want to pause on that because thanks. That's totally what we're trying to do, right? thank you. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm not sure that I have a punchy one-line question, but something I've been thinking a lot about lately is the decision to have or not have children and the stigma and angst for women who fall on either side of that choice or for whom it is eliminated completely by health circumstances. I'd be curious to hear about your choice to have kids, and it seems at different stages in your lives, and how that changed things for you. Did it live up to your expectations? What happened that you didn't expect? What was the best and worst part? As you may or may not know, I'm a pro athlete and artist, and I've made a very conscious decision not to have kids. I don't think my lifestyle can physically accommodate pregnancy, nor do I think that I'm psychologically or financially I'd ever be able to provide for a child in the way I would want to. I'm in a relationship, a new one, with a guy that's really perfect for me, congrats, except that he's sure he wants to have kids. Is it fair to continue to see him knowing that I can never fulfill that desire? It doesn't seem like an area where one can find compromise. What do you think? Keep up the great work with the podcast. I look forward to it each week. Well, thanks so much for yes. writing in, Max. We love Thank you, Max. this question. And it's a nice platform for us to talk about our, you know, something really personal to us. You're right. We do both have kids and it definitely was a big decision to make. And so let's just dive into it, huh? Right. Um, so I think like, let's, I'm going to break this up into a couple different things because this was kind of a lot to yeah. tackle. Um, very meaty. So let's start with, I'm not sure I have a punchy one line question, but something I've been thinking about is the decision to have or not have children. I'd be curious to hear about your choice to have kids. And it seems at different stages in your lives and how that changed things for you. Let's start, let's start there. Right. Well, I was thinking about this and for me, I was thinking, you know, like in my head, I was like choice. It wasn't a choice to have Cortland. Like it was more of like a surprise. But when I really thought about it, when I thought back to my 23 year old self, it was not a surprise at all it was definitely a choice it was definitely a choice to have unprotected sex for like a year and it was (laughs) and when I really think about it I remember like half wanting to get pregnant because I thought that it was going to change my relationship or save my relationship in some way by the way it was a really toxic and abusive relationship it was a horrible relationship that Mm -hmm. did not deserve saving (laughs) But I thought Mm -hmm. that having a kid would would change him and make him nicer and, you know, he would see how much he really loved me because I was having his kid and all that bullshit that didn't actually happen. Um, And I think that a lot of people think that having a kid or especially a lot of women think that having a kid or even men think that having a kid will change their relationship or, you know, it'll change a bad relationship into a good one. And it really doesn't. As far as a bad relationship goes, it usually makes the relationship just that much more worse. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it amplifies everything that you guys were going through. Like the abuse and everything got way worse after I had my son than uh, before. So it was a very misguided decision. Um, and how it changed things for me is that it didn't like 
you know, a lot of people have this experience of motherhood. And I think that Becca might talk a little bit about this of it really changing who they were. And it, you know, it made them more responsible and less selfish. But at 23, I was already, you know, my life was already a hot mess. And it just made me more of a hot mess. I mean, I already was going down a bad road and I went down a worse one. It did not straighten me out. It made me like I just wild out. I was very irresponsible. My mm. parents took up a lot of uh, took up a lot of the responsibility that should have been mine. Um, and I was kind of fucked up about the way my life was going. And I used drugs and alcohol to escape, which became a real problem in my mid-20s. And if you ask my son about my younger years, he will tell you that I was hot-blooded, which I don't know where he got that from. I'm sure he heard that from some old, older family member like, oh, yeah, your mom was hot-blooded when she was... <laughs> That's interesting. He, right, he has to have language to explain why you weren't there, right? Well, you know, like he has to, to prescribe to you some thing to to understand that you were different then than you are now you know like that's yeah. really interesting yeah and it's funny because if I like I'll ask him about certain things like for a while like I'm like I moved out of my parents house and he stayed with my parents and I moved into like one of my boyfriends and I asked him if he remembered that and he was like no but I mean he was like two or three but I th you know kids mm -hmm. still have impressions of things like, even if they don't remember details, I think that he still has an impression of it. And our relationship was always a good one, like, between me and my son, but it just was a different one. Like, now, like, I actually <laughs> take care of him in every way, whereas yeah, my parents were, up. like, driving him to school in the morning because I was, like, hungover and, like, doing stuff like that. So, I don't know. So, yeah, it didn't change things. It, it did change things, but it changed things for the worse back then. Oh, jeez. Well, for me, so I I have remember this really clearly. Emil says he does not really remember it. But I when when I started dating Emil, I was 25. And I was actually pretty sure that I did not want to have kids. So my life experience up to that point showed me that I would be fine without children. That like a lot of the things I like to do aren't necessarily kid, you know, appropriate. And so, you know, travel or eating out a lot or, you know, using your money for selfish just hedonistic reasons like that's yeah. kind of what what I was for and I just I felt like I had a lot I wanted to do um creatively and that I would be totally fine not having kids and also the other like relationships I had before that were with people that also didn't want to have kids and so I was kind of in this mindset of like being a creative person and you know just just living living my life out that way with other whatever musicians or who, who, who the heck knows um <laughs> but I, uh, I met Emil and then we were, you know, go, everything was going great. Our relationship was really strong from the very beginning. I had, you know, what some people would just think is so lucky that I just knew, you know, like when we got together, I was like, oh yeah, this is it. I'm definitely marrying this guy. Like we were, we even like six weeks into our relationship, we were working at a restaurant together and we were setting tables in the back room. And I just looked at him and I said, you're going to marry me. And he was like, shut up. What are you talking about? And I was like, you're going to marry me. I was like, I'm, I'm, I feel it. I know it, you know, and I, I really did. I knew it. And yeah. so, um, I, you know, in knowing this, we were like, whatever we were doing or sitting in his room or something, we were talking about this trip we were going to take or this move we were going to make. And he just said point blank. He said, you know, we talk a lot about the future, but honestly, like, it's pretty clear you don't want to have kids and I'm certain I do want to have kids. And so I don't really see where this relationship can go. And I was like, totally struck by that and taken aback it was like an ultimatum so early on in our relationship but he was 
100% certain that that was a path for him. And he needed me to know that if I wasn't going to get on that same path, then I could walk because, you know, like it's it just, that's one of those things that it, it can't be both at the same time. Right. And I realized that, that the main objection I had to starting a family and having kids was just that I hadn't met any partners that I felt like I wanted to do that with. And so knowing how much he wanted to do it and seeing how responsible he was and how loyal to me. And, you know, I just knew he would be a great dad that would always be there and would not, you know, fly the coop. And so that made me feel comfortable to say, I'm open to it, you know, and, and, and soften my heart around the, the idea of it, which I, which I did. So how'd it change you? For me, it just, it just makes me being a mom and being responsible for this family makes me really, really motivated to move forward, to do really well, to make as much money as I can, to be as strong as I can, you know, like it makes me the best version of myself. And like you said, I mean, that doesn't happen for everyone, but for me that, that change was, I was already on the path to that change though. And like, yeah, not for nothing. Like I checked off the boxes in the order that you're supposed to check them off. Like at the time you're supposed to check them off and so far so good. But I know that that's not how most people do it. And I don't even think like 10 years ago, I would not have guessed that that's how I was going to do it. It just sort of, you know, like just like all things for anybody, I kind of fell into like the going to date for four years, then be married, then buy a house, get pregnant the day you move into the house, you know, the two (laughs) dogs, the the whole thing. Like I have the whole like perfect picture. And I think that in some ways, like that is such a huge shift from where I was, but that might also just be like in your early twenties, you're a messy, hot mess person. And in your thirties, you straighten up and get your shit together, whether or not you have kids. Like it's hard for me to tell if the change was the children or the change is just maturing and growing up. You know, like you, you're not going to make the same mistakes on this pregnancy as you did last time, but not because you know, probably just because you're 10 years older. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a very different place. And I was going to speak to that a little bit is that this time around, it was like, you know, I'm with someone who I love and respect. They love and respect me. We own a house together. Like we've been together. Well, I had been together for my my ex for a long time too. So that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything, but we've been together for a while. In a healthy relationship. In a healthy relationship. And, you know, it's, it's a whole different experience this time around because we're both really excited about it. And, you know, there's no drama and like craziness surrounding it. So I get to just like enjoy being pregnant and enjoy someone like really happy that I'm pregnant and knowing that they're going to be there and not having those anxieties and also just being in a better mental place for it like I think that um in the question she said that she's not in the psychological place to have a kid I think that Mm -hmm. she mentioned that and that's how it was when I was 23 like I definitely wasn't in the place for it like I'd already gone through a whole lot of crap like from 19 to whatever like you know my late teens to early 20s and it just was like the absolute wrong time for me to have a kid but this time it's it's a lot different so I think that where you are before you know that's not even true because there's a lot of people who are living hot mess lives who straighten it out immediately after they have kids but you know there's probably a lot more though that are living hot mess lives that continue to live hot mess lives (laughs) it doesn't like it's not like a miracle worker you know yeah you have to mature you have to you have to get you know you have to be mature to have kids and do it right yeah at least a little okay, bit. Okay, well, how about this one? Did it did it live up to your expectations and what happened that you didn't expect? So, um, my first, well, it's hard to speak to the pregnancy now and how this kid will be, but as far as uh, 
my first son, it did not live up to expectations because I expected it, even though I was in this crazy situation with this guy who was like super abusive and angry and just like, just crazy. Like I thought that my expectation was that, you know, we were going to have this family and he was going to change and everything was going to be great. Um, but in reality, like I just had so much sadness and so much anger towards him that he wasn't really around after I had the baby. And, you know, we did live together for a little bit, but it was a really, really, really bad situation when we did. And it just it made it hard to just enjoy motherhood. And then I would just be in the house by myself with the baby and it just like it drove me crazy a little bit because it's like you're not talking to anybody I was really isolated um it it is isolated it's isolating even if you have a a partner you know like I think like the the woman child like circle whatever that is you know it it just it, it can be like you just feel like you're in it alone for so long because they're just so needy and the only right. person who can really give them what they need is is you right. for a while and they they just you know they take and take and take and take especially when they're babies it's just like they sleep yeah. cry eat sleep cry eat poop mm-hmm. you know so it's like when you when you think you're gonna have this baby you're like oh he's gonna be so cute and he's gonna laugh and he's gonna like play with me and it's not like that in the very beginning it's just like it's exhausting and um so I did I kind of expected it to be like this I expected it to be a little easier easier mentally and just probably just mentally really physically I knew it was going to be tough but so that was my expectation and that's how it did not live up to my expectation yeah well for me I didn't expect for my relationship with my own parents to come so sharply into focus um for me, becoming a parent immediately gave me the awareness that someone else gave years of their life to protect and care for me. Yeah. And so like I saw the parent child relationship from their side and I just realized like I'd always thought it was reciprocal. Like they give to me, I give to them, they give to me, I give to them. Yeah. And I just once I had a kid, I was like, oh, wait, it's not reciprocal at all. They give to me so I can give to my kids so they can give to their kid. It's like a spiral, not right. a back and forth. And that was really interesting how just like illuminating that was, you know, and then I would say um, uh, there's no way we were laughing about this earlier, but like I did natural birth for both of my kids and there is just no way you can ever (laughs) wrap your mind around what that's like. I mean, the expectation is at once like. I mean, how, how could you, how could you, right, exactly. like you can, you can sort of think of what it might be like, but then to actually do it is just, um, unreal. It's just, just, I can't. I know. And she I'm said still, that I was I'm like, still, girl, why would you want to do that? I, I know. <laughs> like, why don't you ask for an epidural? I, <laughs> I want it to be, I just, as I said, I want it to be part of like the woman experience, you know, the, like I, and even this, like, and, and not to get caught up on, you know, this part about, about what like happens for all different kinds of women in all of their different decisions. Cause there is this like bizarre underground conversation happening around women against women on top of women between women about like who's doing what, you know, you're, you're opting in, you're opting out, you you're barren, you can't do it. You're it's easy for you, whatever. Like everyone's having all of these feelings about that all the time. Yeah. Um, that I think it's a interesting, like, conversation to be part of now that I am a mom too and I have been pregnant but there's 
especially around that, like women who have done it natural versus women who couldn't do it natural. Like there's this, yeah. you know, like almost like a competition of how strong you are or how like it's right. crazy. And right. it, none of this is really like it's definitely a personal decision and no one should be prescribing anything to anyone else that isn't right for them you know yeah it's it's crazy about how like how that's another thing that I did not expect is that when you become a mom all of a sudden you have judgment from the entire world it feels like like I remember like strangers would come up to me and be like why doesn't he have a hat on it's sunny right. out and it would just piss me off <laughs> like or just like random family members being like oh you know you should do this or you know you should do that or why isn't he doing this well and similarly the decision to not have kids everybody has an opinion about that right you know do you want to have kids are you going to have kids why not you're still in childbearing age like even right. when I was younger and I was not you know and I hadn't had kids yet people were constantly asking me why I hadn't started a family yet it's crazy yeah yeah I think my sister is going to that right now because she just hit 30 and I think that people are like all right you're next yeah, like uh. or you know people Maybe I don't want to people even put the guilt on you when you don't have kids like well there's so many people who can have kids like why wouldn't you have kids and it's like it, it doesn't even compute <laughs> it's like that's exactly. nothing to do with one another at all yeah okay so what's the best and the worst part so I said the best part is watching their little personalities because I think that and just seeing their personality grow and seeing that the personality they had when they were a baby is the same kind of personality just like getting older and older and you know more I don't know sophisticated is that the word yeah. I don't know um but it's funny to see how like when they're born and like they have personality they have their own personality like they are born with one and that is something that I really didn't understand I thought that I could shape who my son was and to a certain extent you can as far as like values and manners and all that kind of stuff but who mm -hmm. they are you really can't change that I mean yeah, I remember you can do about that I remember just like oh I'm having I was thinking like I'm having a boy I'm gonna get to go to football games and like be on the sidelines and I would always try to get court to be into sports and like put a ball in his hand but even from like two years old he was like fuck the balls like I want to like you know, jump around and be in this little fantasy world and chase the moon and like all this, you know, like all this like kind of fantasy silly stuff. And he'd be really into books. And that's kind of how he is now. Like he he's really into writing. He's really into reading. He still doesn't really like sports at all. He only does jujitsu because I make him do something physical. Like I'm like, you have to be in something physical just to stay in shape and to not sit around the house all day but I mean really like he would never be on like a basketball team or right or something like that and when he was around four I was like you can't like I just was like you can't force him like it's not fair to him so but it's great to see their little personalities develop and who they are continue to be the person that they were when they were like two is the same person that they are when they're like 10, just older. Right. I have the same thing going on because like, I'm definitely not very girly. Like I'm, you know, I, I, I have my womanly preferences for sure, yeah. but I'm definitely <laughs> yeah. not like a, you know, all pink, like tutu. Like I was just yeah. really, really trying to like put Joe in like non-gendered clothes. And like in the beginning I was like lots of blues, lots of greens. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not doing this like frilly, frilly thing. And this child that's what she wants. Right. You know, like I can't, and I, I feel like just as much, like I can't not like if I, if I shame her about wanting it, 
isn't that just as bad right. as forcing her to want it? Yeah, like it's the, exactly. you know, it's the same. Like I'm like, you do you. If you want to wear tutus and all the jewelry you have and headbands and sparkly stuff. I mean, I'm not going to take that away from you, but right. It's, you're right. Like that's, that's her, not me. Right. You know, and they are their own people. And that, that kind of is the best part. Um, what's the worst part? Worst part was that I really wasn't mature enough to handle being a parent for like the first five years and I fucked up a lot and you know I think that he really wasn't aware of most of it but at the same time kids still get a sense of what's going on and I mean it it hasn't affected our relationship as of yet like he still is like you know in love with his mom but Mm -hmm. You know, I did a lot of dumb shit back then. And that was the that was definitely the worst part for me. And also just like having this contentious relationship with his dad, just not being in the right place at the time to have a kid. Like I don't ever right. regret having him. And I'm so glad that he's in my life. But just the situ all the situations around it just kind of like put a damper on it. Yeah. Kudos to you for getting out of that, though. You kept kept at it and eventually you were able to find you know higher ground which yeah, is awesome I'm glad I got my shit together by the time he was like old enough to be like my mom used to be hot-blooded not like my mom is hot-blooded right, right now <laughs> exactly <laughs> um yeah I think the worst part is just being really fucking tired I just you know I struggle with that like it's just you're just exhausted in a way that you're not ever in any other time of your life. Um, also scrimping and scraping together an identity, um, trying to find like your adulthood again, your autonomy. And like, I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So I'm like right in this very like rough patch. Yeah. And eventually they will get more independent and I'll be a little, you know, more free. But right now yeah, it's just Then you'll be begging need. them to hang out with you like I do with Court. Like, come exactly. on, Court. Come on. Hey, yeah, come, come, yeah come watch tv with me yeah um and then of course like they have impeccable timing like if you ever do try to have a night out with your partner and you're out a little bit later or you've had too many drinks like they will wake up at three o'clock in the morning with explosive diarrhea and just destroy <laughs> your life like that is their job to do that so i would say that's definitely the worst part and the the best part is you know that our lifetime is limited like the only way to ensure that a piece of you will live on is to scramble up your DNA with somebody else and put it out there, you know? And so, um, that really appeals to me as a narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like really can't, I'm like, I want to stay here, you know, but then also the gravity of your life in their life, that becomes so, so frightening. Um, yeah. just knowing that if something were to happen to them, it would really, really destroy my, my life. And also I don't want something to happen to me because I don't love, I don't like to imagine, uh, a life for them that I'm not a part of. And so life and death be has all of this, this kind of like weighty energy that it just didn't have before, right. which is maybe, maybe the best and the worst. I don't know. If I see a story on the news where someone lost their kid, like I could break down in tears. I know. I just cry. Yeah. I just like, I can't imagine. Yeah, I don't exactly. understand how anyone survives that. You yeah. Know? I just really don't. Okay, two more parts. So then you say, um, as you may or may not know, I'm a pro athlete and artist. I've made a very conscious decision not to have kids. I don't think my lifestyle can physically accommodate pregnancy, nor do I think that psychologically or financially I'll ever be able to provide for a child in the way I would want to. And so this isn't really a question, but I did just want to follow up and say like real, real, real talk. This is not to be taken lightly. It's like a year and a half commitment for your body yeah. and your body gets torn up in the process mm -hmm. um it's just rough it's you know gaining 40 pounds in nine months is like you know, well you're doing it right now it's really yeah shitty <laughs> it's hard on your body yeah and then of course Very it's expensive 
it's a mental roller coaster. And you just like you're expected after you have a kid to be this like rock for your family. You know, forget about being indulgent, depressed, anxious, drunk, unhealthy, angry. Like you are the person who needs to um, create the emotional space for everyone in the family to exist. Mm -hmm. And like, that's your job as mom. I think if you're not in, like Carolyn said, like if you're not in a mental place to make that happen, then it's probably not a good time to procreate. Right. Because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't happen for everybody that they have a baby and all of a sudden it's like, motherhood no it definitely doesn't it's really really hard (laughs) yeah so and it's even even if you are in the best mental space still really hard to maintain that you know and like I read books about it and I listen to podcasts about it and I try to be like like I said earlier I'm motivated to be like the best I can be and it's still like every day this is a job to do it's a big 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 job yeah and sometimes I love doing it and sometimes I do not love doing it, but you know, you're in it nonstop, whether you want to or not. Right. It's a, it's a 24, 365 situation. It's not like you, yeah. even when you get it, even if someone might be like, I mean, I remember court went to Philly for the summer. It was still like, I was like calling him and like trying to hide the fact that I was crying. Like I miss you Aww. so much. Um, so it's like, even when they're away, you just like, you miss them and you're worried about them. It's, it's just, it's a nonstop kind of thing. And like you said, if you're not in a psychological place to have them and you know that for a fact, which is good to know, like that's, yeah, that's great to know about yourself that you're not in the mental space to be able to even provide for someone like that, because it really is like cloning, not like cloning yourself, but like just to that level of having to take care of more than one person you know what I mean like yeah it's totally. all on you so that's you a good way to say it you definitely have to be uh prepared as much as you can be oh yeah so and then the last piece I'm in a relationship a new one so again congrats that's awesome mm-hmm. new relationship energy is wonderful it's nothing like it in the world yeah with a guy that's really perfect for me except he's sure that he wants kids is it fair to continue to see him knowing that I can never fulfill that desire doesn't seem like an area where one can find compromise what do you think so that's tough and I I don't want to like rain on your parade but I would have to say that it's it's not fair to either of you I mean whether or not you want to have kids is something so serious and so tied into who you are as a person that it'd be like a lesbian trying to pretend to like dick because her family doesn't approve of her, you know, of her being a lesbian. And she might be able to pretend to do it and she might be able to do it for a bit. But at the end of the day, she would really resent the fact that she's not living her truth. So one of you is going to end up resenting the other. And it's mm-hmm. not something that's going to be dropped or forgotten about. Like if you guys are both 100 percent and you don't want kids and 100 percent he doesn't want kids. Um, it's always going to be this situation where you're going to think that the other person is going to change their mind. And since right. you're the one that doesn't want to have kids and you're the woman, you're the one that has ultimate control on whether that happens. And so you don't want him to be in this relationship where he is just resenting you and trying to convince you why it would be good to have kids or just like angry at you, you know, that you're not, you know, swaying his way. And it'll always be this huge unsettled conflict between the two of you because both of you think that you can change the other person's mind. And to be in a successful relationship, your values have to align and wanting a family on the one hand and not wanting one on the other is a huge mismatch. And it's not fair to either of you to have to compromise your values to be with someone. 
Yeah, and I would say that this is kind of like a, a scale issue. So if it's, you know, the scale is one to 10, one is you definitely know for certain you don't want to have kids and 10 is I'm 100% going to have kids, you know, and that's like the path my life is on. Then if you're a one and he's a 10, I don't think there's going to be meeting in the middle. So I think the first thing to do is figure out where on that scale you guys are and having some open conversations about that and getting on the same page about that might illuminate some of these um, other other issues. Right. Right. So like if you're, you know, in, in my case, like I was a five or six on the scale, like I was probably a five, like I could take it or leave it. You know, maybe I'm slightly, maybe I was a four. I'm slightly to the not having kids and Emil was a 10. So that was much easier to meet at at an eight there. But I think, you know, if, if you're a four and he's a six, maybe you can both go to five. I don't know. But if he's, you're a one and he's a 10, that's probably not going to work out Um, and I think like the kid debate is is the hardest to overcome like this is not only does it cement you in a way to the person that you're choosing to do this with forever there's really nothing else like that anything else you can undo the kid thing once you've done it you can't undo it right but also it's a lifelong commitment I mean it's again like once it's done it's done and so I think that that's really a tough one to overcome if you're feeling that difference between the two of you. And I've had, I will say I've had friends that did not, that got married and went forward in their relationship without really getting to the answer about this issue. Like one person would ask and the other person would table it. Someone would just say, let's talk about it later because they didn't feel comfortable diving into it and they didn't really want to get in a fight or disrupt the relationship. So they just said later, 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 later. Well, that day will come. Yeah, Later does come eventually. And then if you're already married and you own a property together and you're well established in your relationship and that day comes for you guys to decide and you don't agree about the outcome, I mean, that's relationship ending and it's a pain mm-hmm. in the ass to undo years and years of this commitment um, over this thing that could have been decided before. So I would say this is something you guys have to figure out like sooner rather than later. It may put a damper on some of the like fun you're having, but if this truly isn't going anywhere and you're 35 and I don't know how old he is, but you know, it, it's kind of a waste of time to continue on if the end result is going to be the same no matter which way you slice it. Right. And I think that a lot of times when we're when we get into these like new relationships and everything seems so great, but then there's this huge thing and it's like, oh, you know, you kind of want to tiptoe around it and, you know, just continue with this great thing and not have to deal with it. But at the end of the day, this this new relationship will eventually be a more fleshed out, like older relationship. And that will really that's when it's going to really come to a head. Like Becca said, like it's going to. It's going to be a conflict either way, and it's way easier to end a new relationship than it is an older one. Like, once you guys are sure. already in it, like, two years down the line, then you're really not going to want to have the conversation. You're really not going to want to leave. You're really not going to want this to be the thing that breaks you up. So I think the sooner, the better to figure that out. Definitely. And I would say, you know, this is just a last thought, but I always wonder why people our age in their 30s, like when they're dating, they're going on like Tinder dates or whatever, why that's like this information is not front and center to begin with, because it just seems like it could solve a lot of people wasting time, right? Like if you're just like, you just say that straight out. Like, I know it's scary and people don't want to turn people off. But when you sit down, if you're like, okay, so I'm 34 and I'm serious about starting a family. And the other person is like, oh, I'm 36. And I know for sure I don't want a family. Like you might as well just shake hands and part ways right there. Right. Like why, why even bother wasting the evening, you know, when you could be doing something else to move you toward your goal. So, I mean, that's just my feeling about it.
I think the best way to bring that up if you are like on a first or second date, you don't want to be like, hey, I want to be married and have kids. Because, I mean, even a guy who wants to be married and have kids might be like, oh, damn. But if you say, if you ask, where do you see yourself in the next five or ten years? And he does not mention a family. He does not mention getting married. He does not mention having kids. Then you can be then you can follow up like, oh, so you want to just like be a bachelor all your life. That's cool. And he's like, yeah, then, you know. (laughs) Yep, that's true. Then, you know, that's the easiest way to ask is like, oh, where do you see yourself in the next five to ten? That's true. That's not so off-putting, but you know how I am. I'm just like, yeah, you're over the head with let's it. Get, let's cut the bullshit here. How many kids do you want? <laughs> <laughs> let's get started right now. There's a bathroom here. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a long one. Max, thanks so much for the question. We really appreciate it. Other listeners, shame. Write us a question. Yeah. Just like, you know, you got a question in your heart. We can answer it. Mm-hmm. We'd love to. Next week, we're going to come back with a full-length episode about focus, which I'm really excited about because I could use this advice myself, and I'm going to try to employ it and focus in on some of the things that have been out of focus. For this week, this has been Carolyn and Becca saying, What are you going to do this week? Kicking the panties. Hot-blooded.